My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. I want to say a big welcome to all the new listeners to the SVK Crypto 15 Minutes of Crypto Fame podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I want to say a big welcome to all of our regular listeners as well. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. It keeps us going. It keeps us motivated here at SVK Crypto. I want to say how blown away we've been recently with the subscriber figures. They've been through the roof. They've been phenomenal. So I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that has. And if you haven't already, what are you doing? Let's go. Subscribe to the podcast. So let's go through what's been going down. I mean, with us here at SVK Crypto, we've kicked off the week in flying fashion. We've had back-to-back meetings all day. We've been doing multiple different things. But um, one thing that I want to kind of bring forward on today's show was a meeting with Acon. We had Mark Binder and Betsby, two of the co-founders in the office today. So Acon, if you don't know already, builds platforms for people who want to use blockchain-based services for real-world applications. Um, In the meeting, they were discussing the two different sides of their business one is the rfid side which basically helps with login systems for blockchain applications and make makes the process a lot easier and the other side of the business is a marketplace for ai and while they were talking with us today they were kind of going through what's been going on and new updates that have been happening so with that in mind let's jump in to the meeting and hear what they have to say yeah. So, do you want to, should, we, should, we, should we jump into it then? So, oh, what's still the, there, is it? Yeah. What is okay, the I'll, I'll kind of latest developments so with you guys so yeah. far? Yeah. How how have things progressed since we last spoke? Yeah, progressing great. Um, so we now have. Let me see. Can I put this up on Apple TV? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we have the little. Kind of we have the It's up on the top right hand side. If you want to grab it up here. Uh, yeah, you should just you should fill the cable up there. Can you, can, oh, you, can you connect to that, Mark? Can yeah, you? yeah. It's just the, so yeah, we've um, so yeah, we've had a good run recently. So this RID product, which is so you remember when I demoed the yeah. thing that like got you grabbing everyone from the other room, um, was the way people at the API marketplace could like get on the blockchain so quickly and easily using GitHub and Google login, right? Yeah. And we have that like really easy onboarding process. Uh, that has, we now offer as an API service um, called ORID. So it's like easy login onboarding for your dApps. Uh, the most famous example right now is Everpedia that use it, but uh, you know, Lumios is launching yeah. supposedly this week. Uh, and we've got a bunch of other signed contracts and a bunch of other people we're talking to. Um, with with Sam, the guys over at Everpedia, um, are you are you their sole provider of that service? Are they using anybody else? How, how, what, what, can well, you just give me a little bit of Yeah, so more? basically you can still log into their site with Scatter, right. which they always had. Right. But the problem with Scatter is you get like 99% drop off because most users don't like know what Scatter is, have an EOS account, and they don't want to download a GitHub app. Right, so here's like their do you want, site. Do you want the Wi-Fi code to help you? Right, and so uh, this looks Thank a little you. weird with your <laughs> pixel depth, but... <laughs> what, exactly, um, what exactly are you saying? Yeah, 
But so, yeah, so they still have login with Scatter. Right. And then they have RID, the login with Facebook, login right. with Twitter. So this yeah. is, we productized that part of the marketplace. And it's been super popular because, you know, when you, when someone hits this login with Facebook, login with Twitter yeah. buttons, we get like 76% of those create a wallet successfully, right? As you would expect. But like the people that go through Scatter, you get like 1% success rate. Right, and yeah, so it's like yeah. vastly Mine's better. Wow. Uh, and are, so, are, are they real rates that you're talking about? Yeah. So we really have. Last time I checked, it was seventy six percent. Okay. Uh, but the, all DApps have this problem, right? Because right. even if you're like, go download EOS links from the App Store, people are like, okay, maybe I'm gonna click that link, and then like by the time I forget my iTunes password, I like don't care anymore, right? Because like the average user that's not like a crypto fanatic yeah. just doesn't care. Uh, and so like the crypto fanatics are like, I'd so much rather you scatter than Facebook because like data, data sovereignty, but like the average person is like, I yeah, don't most care about that. Yeah, most people like a scatter account set up. If you assume that most people are coming to this and not having the else account, like yeah. that, this makes sense. And why in the back end when you create that, with the login with Facebook, with in the back end, what is what is occurring there? Yeah, so like it, when I hit like login with Facebook, and we do Facebook, Twitter, Google, GitHub, LinkedIn, and Twitch so far. Yeah, we chat launching soon. And so like when I hit that, um, we check if the user's already used RID before. So in my case, you're gonna see it like redirect to be like, you've already logged in with Facebook. Do you want to log in again? But uh, if you hadn't then Facebook would give you the normal dialogue. Um, and so, yeah, you log in with the usual Facebook thing, I'm gonna hit okay. Uh, and right now, if you were a new user, we would create a wallet for you on the blockchain and right. you would choose a pin that's a second factor. So that even if someone gets into your Facebook account, they can't like steal all your tokens, because right. you set a pin. Mark then goes on to talk about what's really been going down with their API marketplace and the updates that are taking place there and how they've felt the initial initial reactions from the marketplace have been, well, the overall blockchain community when they release and launch their product. Yeah, and that's part of what, like, it, it's interesting because it's like most people in the blockchain space we're talking to, they look at our product offering and they're like, oh, I need ORID right now, mm -hmm. but six months from now, I'd love to talk about this marketplace, right? And so I think we're just like a little too early, early with that product. Because like, they're like, no one wants to use my AI, sorry, my API, because I don't have enough users yet to make it worth integrating, right? Like, Mark then goes on to talk about Lumios, which is an up and coming dApp to be released very soon. That's gonna be using Acon. And it's using Acom the ability to log into the blockchain using the RFID services. Lumios, right? Like, why would you want to call the Lumios API for data when they don't have that many users yet? Yeah. So they're like, give yeah. us RID now, call me in six months, and maybe we'll want to put an yeah. API in yeah. the marketplace. Yeah. But right now... It's like your API marketplace is allowing people to, for example, access Lumios' decentralized database of users, right? And their preferences. If they wanted to if they, sell that. If, yeah, they, exactly. if they allowed it, and within the same marketplace, also access centralized APIs as well, right? So they're doing both. Yeah, we do have some and, and, and so like something like the Hadron thing is a centralized service, right? It's someone else's server. It's not, the data is not being pulled off the blockchain, but right. you're able to access that service through 
I I could pay blockchain tokens if I wanted to, or or, or is it just in fiat at this point in time? Right now we just do fiat. Okay. Well, but I think that's, part, that's better because you know who's who's actually. At some point we wanted to add tokens like. Yeah. You okay. know. But uh, who's we'll actually see. paying in tokens yeah. right now? Primarily will be for the developers because our uh, long-term vision is that we're going to accelerate the um, development of DAS by just chaining APIs. Like for example, a developer that may need uh, instant translation from Korean English, so we have that API. Yeah. Or they need to, I don't know, block cipher has a lot of the APIs right there. So our goal of the meeting was really this, and the meeting was around an hour and 10 minutes long, which is a very long meeting for us. A meeting is normally 10 to 10 minutes to kind of half an hour range, right? We're looking to get down and we're looking to get the information really quick. But the reason we took a little bit longer with the guys today is because they've had a few pivots with their business recently. They first come in to talk to myself and Shane um, before Christmas, just after the London, yeah, just after the London hackathon. Uh, Mark was um, one of the hackers there, right? So he came to the office and we spoke briefly there and he came and pitched Acon originally. Since then, there was a few different pivots. The second pivot was when we met them in San Francisco and the, the business plan changed a little bit. We had a few more calls behind the scenes and then they came back to London. So what the meeting or the purpose of the meeting really was is to understand where they currently are, really going through our understanding of the project and just kind of confirming everything we thought and then seeing if any changes had occurred from there. Pivots are really crucial, really key when it comes to new startups and new projects and new ideas. And the reason why is because the idea you originally set out is going to change. The market conditions are going to change. For example, with Acon, we had, we had a, we're in currently a uh, bear market. So conditions have changed a little bit. People's appetite has changed. So these are all things you have to factor in. And something they've done extremely well is, is restructuring, rechanging, recalibrating a little bit. And I think that's something many projects need to take advantage of as well. So that was really interesting to understand where, what they pivoted to and understand what they're doubling down on. Um, the meeting really highlighted the fact that the mark, API marketplace is a little bit out. In Mark's own words, they're probably six months out on that one. It's a little bit further down the line. They're going to be launching that. But the RFID services that, for example, Everpedia is using with these guys is really key. It gives the ability for people to use the blockchain and store data on the blockchain, logging in, but making it so easy that you don't even notice the login. You don't notice um, the back-end infrastructure. You won't have to. It makes it so easy. It's like logging into your email address or logging into Facebook. And that's what they're really doing. They've had massive uptake in that. So our advice really to them was keep doing what you're doing, expanding the users, expanding the growth, and really building that up. And getting back to the stage where people now want to learn more. They now want the next product that you guys are offering. So that was kind of our key uh, takeaway to those guys. Super, super impressive team. Definitely check their website out. I believe it's www.acon, which is A-I-K-O-N.com. Check them out. Um, they're gonna they're doing some phenomenal work. And we have Mark and Betsby in the office today, two of the co-founders. So before we kind of go to the next topic. I really want to talk about our event that's taking place tomorrow, the 29th. It's going to be happening. We work in Bishopsgate. Blockchain in 2019, what you need to know. We have a really, really impressive lineup. So I'm very, very proud to announce this. It's, we put a lot of work and love into this event. You've got Shane Kehoe, co-founder of SVK Crypto. You've got myself, Charles Story. You've got Oliver Mayer, our blockchain analyst. You've got Alex Kazaofsi, who's the co-founder of Azarus. We have Troy Norcross, who's the co-founder of Blockchain Rookies. We have Chris Dorr, who's co-founder of Effect.ai. And you actually have Mark, who is the lovely gentleman you just heard from, who's one of the co-founders of Acon, going to be there as well. It's going to be a phenomenal evening. Doors open at 6, 6 till 8 is the kind of event time. 
It's going to be WeWork Bishopsgate. If you need more information, hit us up on Telegram. Our Telegram page is SVK Crowd. Or if you don't have Telegram, feel free to email myself, C-Story, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y at svkcrypto.com. You can find out more information there as well. So in other news, there was a big story today um, regarding the cannabis industry and blockchain. So in terms of Zeldsky's shift, the change in sentiment towards cannabis and the distrust of financial institutions is at a fascinating juncture. Cannabis is poised to revolutionize the pharmaceutical industry, food, alcohol, clothing, and recreational, among other things. For its part, blockchain is being presented as a silver bullet for inefficiencies across every industry, starting with finance and logistics. And with both nascent technologies on the cusp of mainstream adoption and legitimacy, if combined, they will have the potential to create a powerful future industries. So by October this year, Canada is expected to pass a bill to legalize cannabis for recreational use, the first major economy to do so. It has, well, was already one of the first in the world to legalize it for medical use back in the early 2000s. In the US, 29 states have legalized cannabis in some form, and eight have legalized it in a varying degrees for recreational use. California, the most populous state and the world's sixth biggest economy, kicked off 2018 with the decriminalization of recreational consumption. Currently, the global cannabis market, predominantly for medical purposes, is worth an estimated 7.7 trillion and tipped to be 31.4 trillion by 2021, with an annual compound growth rate of 60% as other countries liberalize their marijuana laws. With such momentum, there is no exception that the rest of the US market will open up soon for legalization. So, there is a dichotomy in the US industry. Even if states were the plant is legal for medical sale, banks refuse to provide services to the dispensary companies and others will, with money basically derived from the legitimate marijuana industry, resulting in bags of cash literally being carried around. So several blockchain projects have emerged to offer a solution to this problem. Tokes built on Waves blockchain and traded on the Bittrex exchange is advancing what it believes to be the most comprehensive ecosystem in the cannabis industry. So the platform will provide three services, method of payment, seed to sales, blockchain supply management, and point of sale software. So the token, well, the Tokes token, the TKS, is traded against Bitcoin or Ether and will be a customer to business payment method that removes the need for dispensary owners to deal in fiat currency if they adopt digital currencies for their operations. The joint venture with Fearcan, a cannabis business consulting group, has opened them up to supply chain markets. Adopting Fearcan's enterprise resource planning, ERP, system, they want to create a single ecosystem that includes cultivation, processing, packaging, quality assurance, and security. So it's really about tokenization and being able to tokenize the whole process and also having kind of a supply chain element to that as well. So what cannabis and blockchain being two of the most trending investment stories over the past couple of years, it's important not to let the hype blur reality. So in parallel to the rampant ICO market, which is now dead, cannabis-related stocks have been on a tear over the last two years and have fallen in and out of flavor recently. So Canadian cannabis stocks flag bearers of the global cannabis industry have seen the sharpest rise in IPOs have flourished remarkably since 29 cannabis-related companies listing on the Canadian Stock Exchange in the past few years. The valuations are astronomical, says David Prentice, CEO of Ample Organics, Canada's largest seed-to-sell software platform, with 75% of the market there. So 
I mean, with what's going on in the cannabis industry, it'd be really interesting to see how, you know, blockchain can really help. And the tokenization element, I think, is really key within that. Now, you know, there's many elements here that I think that need some more clarity in. If you look at the different situations that you can put, find yourself in, so you've got a supply chain element to it. You've also got the customer to business relationship, so you no have, longer have to use fiat cash. So there's some real use cases there, but I think that for that to happen, it could be a good thing for, for cryptocurrencies and all. We could find some tokens that come on the back of that, um, you know, use um, or have create adoption on the back of it, right? So when people use this token to buy goods, they will basically be promoting that token as well, which is which is great to see. But at the end of the day, why wouldn't you use Bitcoin or Monero privacy type offering? And also, um, you know, like how many people who buy medical marijuana are like now going to adopt crypto? Like I'd be interested to see the rate between people who recreational use of medical marijuana and the, and the user rate between who hold crypto, right? So it'd be interesting to see how, how that market is, is bought into. But it's definitely the future way of anything. And, you know, I remember this last year talking to someone about, you know, what is the future? Well, the future is having a decentralized a decentralized system where you'd, you'd, you'd get a car, let's say an Uber, and the Uber is obviously going to be electric. Now, the Uber to basically, after it's done your journey, it needs to fill up its tires, I don't know, with air, let's say. So it goes to a garage. Now, no one comes out from the garage. It goes to the garage, and the garage pump comes out and fills up the tires with air. Now, how does that car pay? How does the automated experience pay for itself? Well, it pays with cryptocurrencies. That's the future of exchange. And I really believe that. So it's interesting to see all these different industries and all the use cases that are coming out and all the kind of the light that shed upon that. So listen, with that in mind, that's a wrap. i got to jump. Thank you so much for time and attention. As always, tomorrow we've got a big event. I look forward to seeing you all there. We've got a huge amount of people signed up. I think in the realm of nearly 600 people signed up for the event. So it's going to be phenomenal. Really looking forward to seeing everyone down there tomorrow. If you have any questions or queries, feel free to email myself, C-Story, C S-T-O-R-R-Y at S-V-K crypto.com and hit us up on Telegram, S-V-K crowd. That's a wrap and I've got to bounce.